Here he is, Jakub Voigt, who is with us today. Hey, are you going to be chilling with us after this? Because you've got a show later, right? So you, are you going to be here the whole time? Yes. Okay, awesome. Nice, nice to see you. Uh, I have to say yeah, it's my good. first time here in a new place and uh, with you guys. Yeah, I, on the show. I'm loving this. It's, it's much better than remote. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, there's something nice about being in the same room. I mean, it sounds so obvious, mm. but, you know, with all of that confusion, someone brought up in the comments three years ago today, the lockdown started. And since then, our brains are like, Stop working properly. Yeah. So it is nice and it makes a huge difference. It uh, does. And I'm, now you start to notice things like that. Yeah. Exactly. I'm mm. loving the energy. It's very yeah. nice. Good. No, it's lots of fun. Good. Um, so what's been happening with you, man? Um, Are you still doing these crazy like uh, endurance uh, cycling and uh, running and all kinds of other crazy things? Because yeah. this is what you do for fun. It, um, I was actually telling Ryan now um, two weeks ago. And you didn't know, do the stupid Cape Epic, did you? No, no. I'd, one day when I'm big, I'll do that. No, you when mustn't. When you grow up. No, no, no you mustn't. I, I got this email from somebody. Let me just find it. Uh, Ryan, did they put that email on the oh, – let me just look for the damn thing. That's, that's like proper bucket list stuff that. No, is it really? Would you want to do that? Um, I, I think so. Yeah. Why, think why wouldn't okay. a person so listen to this. that? Hey guys, I've just returned from supporting my sister in the first leg of the Absa Cape Epic. A bit of a bitch and moan incoming. Listen to this. Each rider pays 54,000 Rand entry fee. Is ah. that right? Yeah. I ah. actually thought it's more, to be honest. I had like 80, but 54,000 Rand to put yourself through hell. And ride up as a girl. Okay. This is definitely no, a mental it's illness. It's a hard no. This is a proper mental illness. Mm-hmm. All right. So. Yaku, you can help, help me understand this, right? I'm going to unpack the email as we go through it here from, uh, this is from Nikki. So you pay that money. Yeah. Gets you access to an eight day event, overnight accommodation and a teeny tiny minuscule tent. Yes. Communal showers, portaloos and all the shit food along the way. Cause these are all like health people. So they can sure. eat like terrible food. You get the choice to upgrade to a luxury tent at an additional fee. This yes. is where you're talking about 80, like 80. But- Never mind the fact that this year the luxury tents were placed next to noisy generators that are running 24-7. Or the gale force winds on Monday afternoon that meant the entire race village had to be dismantled and riders were left to sleep in the local school hall overnight. Ah. Or the fact that there's a tummy bug going around, no doubt exacerbated by the portaloos. So people were diarrhea infused. This is just lovely. And you could queue for that. Yeah, you could queue for this. And then you, and then the, the better part is when you hop on your bike. Uh, at the best of times, there's a dropout rate on the race, but it seems like Monday night's debacle caused many riders to drop out yesterday. The ripple effect will no doubt be the cause of many more doing so. The poor positioning of the tents will likely have a negative effect. I don't think it takes a rocket scientist, says Nikki, to see the glaring disparity between what riders pay for and what they get. As an outsider, I think the entire thing is a ripoff. It's making someone quite rich. 54,000 rand for that. It's like paying a top-tier dominatrix to whip you. I understand the godlike athleticism required to enter the race, let alone compete in it. I have the utmost respect for anyone who can. I do realize the level of infrastructure needed to host such an event, but I'm sorry. To me, it feels like a case of the emperor's new clothes. I'd love to hear from any of your listeners who have experienced this either as a rider or a supporter or a vendor at the race. Many riders get sponsored to do it, but most do not. My sister's team is raising money for charity. That's where their sponsorship is going. Love the show. Love you guys, Nikki. Well, first of all, Nikki, I'll climb in and say that your sister 
deserves this and bad things happen because you deserve it. And if you're going to spend money on something this medieval, you kind of get what's coming to you. Not 54,000 rands. But more. Yaku says more. That sounds like a rocking the daisies. It's a, it's a festival setup. There's tents and toilets. That's it. 54,000 rands. You would want to do this? Um, well, uh, Epic is invitation. So you've got to qualify. So this is a bit of a, a, yeah. So you qualify and then they charge you. Yes. Ooh. Yeah. How many people take part in this thing, Yaku? I, I've never paid attention to it until Nikki's email. Well, you know, it's actually interesting. Um, um, I did, um, I've done, I haven't done Epic because I, I still need to grow up a bit, but, um, I've done so I need to see. And, and one of the things I often say to Anita is, uh, really, Anita's your wife. Yeah. It really you, you guys do that. You both do this. Oh, uh, well, she doesn't know. She doesn't cycle. We, we run now. Um, okay. She, she's, she likes, but uh, you, you, you do the, you do the running together and then you are into the cycling now. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but the running is is the same story. I mean, this past weekend I was at a. We were in Saturday on the in the rain. We were in a place close to Artis called Rustig. Yeah, and we did. The Saturday was unbelievably was, shit weather. Uh, and then they they just it was sort of in a sort of a copy slash mountain, and they just let us go and do it. And I, and I like halfway through, and it's raining and slippery, mud everywhere, and you and can't see, and it's like. Just down, and I was Mm-mm. saying to her, I actually can't believe that they just let it, they just let people go and do it. Like safety regulations? Yeah, they'll come and find you at some stage, I guess. <laughs> well, they'll find the bodies. <laughs> they'll have to recover the bodies. You've got so, to feel sorry for the rescue people who are called mm, in because this is a voluntary thing. Yes, so sure. people are putting themselves into a situation where there's going to probably be shit. At least for a few people, they're not going to handle it. It's going to go horribly wrong. Then. Someone has to pay for a helicopter to come out and rescue someone or for somebody to drive up the mountain, get stuck. Uh, there are huge costs involved. And I don't know that this Cape Epic thing, I saw a video of a dude on Instagram, not someone I followed. It came up in the feed and he was like, he's had diarrhea for four days. He's hating his life. And I thought, why would you do this? You have to explain to me what it is that makes people do this. Because clearly there's something. And you know, and then, um, it's all relative. Um, cause then there's a, there's a, uh, and I'm, I'm sure there's, there's even more extreme bicycle races. Sure. Um, but uh, there's a, there's a thing called racing the planet, for example, where you do four deserts. So seven days, 250 kilometers self-supported. All your food, your, is it to prove to yourself you can do it? Cause that would make a bit of sense. <laughs> Well, I, I think it's exactly Probably, that. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's, um, cause it's, it's a like, mental thing, you know, mm. like, cause yesterday on the show, we, we brought, I brought up this article that I read over the weekend that men in particular, they, they need a bit of danger in their lives. And okay. if you don't, if you don't have a little bit of danger in your life as a man, you get frustrated mm. because life has become kind of soft. And I can't imagine there is a softer group of people in the universe right now than kind of middle-class dudes who have a job and you know so maybe we all because yeah. i put myself in there as well maybe we need a little more danger in our lives and maybe that's partly why people do this but uh, it's for me it's it's how far can you stretch your mind that's really sure because you because if you think about it if you do seven days so it's uh, on average 30 40 kilometers a day you have to carry your food and everything that you're wearing and your sleeping bag and everything that's just you fighting against yourself because you so it it is a a mental thing more than it is a physical you're testing your limits 
It's it's what Rena told us last week about John Hunt. Every year he adds something new that he hasn't oh, yeah, ever done yeah, before. So, so just yeah. to keep yourself on your toes, always challenge yourself. Mm. So this almost seems like the kind of thing that would be up there as far as let me challenge myself. So would you want to go through what these people are going through now? Because it sounds horrible. I th- well, I think Aren't there other ways? You because you're a smart guy. You already know the limits of your mental. You've started businesses. You 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 you're one of the busiest people I know. I, th- I think this year was for Epic was was probably particularly bad because it was raining and <laughs> and the weather. But uh, you, you know, like I was saying, to, I was saying to Nita, like there's the certain of these things, like for example, um, when uh, you, you know, like like if if I manage to get an invo- you know, a, a entry to the Cape Epic and I finish it, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. get like you get a bit of merch, so you get like a. Uh, a jacket or a t-shirt like for epic you can wear that with pride uh, uh, it's a bit of a badge of honor so hey yes yeah I, I mean maybe i'm just i'm just made differently to other people i, I have zero desire to ever 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 take part if you gave me free entry and everything bells and whistles there's you couldn't get me there if you if you if you buckled me and 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 Attached me to one of the other people on this thing. But, but I've got to add, um, the, the, the diarrhea and the porta parties is not, it's not unique to Cape Epic. The, um, the announcer when, um, when, when, um, I did sign it to see, he told us he did Joburg to see. So they, they literally yeah. ride from Joburg to Scottborough or something. Mm. And then, um, he said he was, uh, just as they were about to kick off, he had to go run quickly and then they were busy dismantling the camp because they, they move on to the next one mm. and the next one. And he was on the port, port potty and he felt the thing started moving. So, <laughs> so he had they to run out and while say, he was there. Yeah, guys, wait. <laughs> you so, know, I mean, listen, there must be some very funny stories from this one, but I just thought, I thought when I knew you were coming in this morning, I had to read this to you because you're the only one who could explain you it. You lose your ease and graces. You don't worry about any yeah. of that type of stuff. Sure. You, you, you become very basic, if I can call it that. I mean, um, you've just paid 50,000 rand. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's just for the entry. Yeah, uh, then you still have to get there and then yeah. never mind the bicycle and the so gear. Listen, I think you'll, you'll, it'll be insane. Believe so. it or not, we didn't, we didn't uh, drag you in here this morning to talk about that. I want to talk about how much has changed. And in 2023, for, for many people, this is finally the year that they're not going to dilly dally and bugger around anymore. They can get themselves and their business onto the cloud. Because if you are still storing things on a hard drive or you've got a bunch of computers in a, a server room doing this for you, you, it's just so inefficient and stupid. And there are a lot of big companies that are still doing this. Well, it's actually they've invested this like a sunken cost thing going yeah, on here. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, um, it's actually interesting, Gareth. You you spoke about this um the three year anniversary of uh, one of the most insane events that we'll ever experience. Mm. Um, I think the what I'm actually seeing in them. Uh, I think during that period, everybody was just piling in and going. Uh, we've got to take everything into the cloud, and mm-hmm. we're never going to go back to the office. Um, what, what I'm actually experiencing, I actually, um, uh, reposted an article from a guy, uh, an American guy, um, last week on LinkedIn and I was getting lashed from some guys in South Africa, but there is actually a bit of a boomerang effect happening. So there's actually people that piled into this and, and I think most probably the problem around it is the, the term cloud is a bit ubiquitous, you know, it can, what is sure, it? Sure. But everybody went into this hyperscaler world and, and just, went there and said, okay, right, that's the end of our problems and, and our budgets are going to be under control and it's going to be the best things since sliced bread. And what's happening is there's actually this sort of boomerang effect where a lot of businesses are now going and saying, 
um, looking at it over a two or three year period, it was actually a lot more expensive than just having that sunk cost cost there. So it's actually happening. Really? There's, there's so they, they're turning around and doing the opposite. But but you wouldn't advise that's a good idea. Um. Well. Gareth, I've got, I mean, to, yeah, exactly. got to look at. Uh, I was going to say you're wearing a shirt that says Ultra Data Center. Yes. So okay. So what's what's Ultra got, Data Center? Are, so, they, are these clients and partners of yours or something? So Ultra Data Center is a is a catalytic sister company. Okay. Um, and and it's basically a place where people come in and store their servers and right. computers and stuff. Okay. So when you look at it, um, and that's why I'm saying this, the the term. Cloud is a bit is a bit too generic. Mm. Um, so so what's happening? A, a lot of people will will um, say it's more cost efficient to buy my own infrastructure, but um, I don't want to house it in in my offices or whatever. So right. I'm going to go find a, a, a place to put it. And, sure. and a data center is really. I saw one of those big um, industrial buildings in Midrand. Yes, that's a data center. Yes. As you drive past, sort of uh, waterfall area. Correct. Yes. Yeah, you yes. know those guys. Um, that's uh, Vantage, an American company. They, okay. they, according to them, they spent a billion dollars there. Hmm. So, because um, you got to cool it, you got to keep upgrading it. See, this is why I get frustrated, and we're we're just a small business. But yesterday, Homolemo comes to me. He says to me, oh, "We're going to have to do something with that computer in my office." And I'm like, "Oh, what?" Because these things do, you know, they do need replacement or yeah. refurbishment. And, and, stuff. and why, any, if that's not your core business, what are you doing with it? Mm. Um, and that, that's exactly, and I was actually at a, at an industry event last week where they were talking about the, the potential of, of a, a grid shutdown and, and how those data centers would, you know, cause sure. you have to store diesel. And yeah. then the other problem that you have is, you know, you've got a certain allowance of, of generator cost that you, that you cost in as a standard uh, part of your price. Yeah. But, uh, once you start running generators for like, uh, three days or a week or two weeks or whatever, you've got to go back to your customers in the data center and say, listen, I've got to share some of my costs with you. Yeah. So it's a very difficult, um, scenario. And it was almost like a, such a bizarre thing for me because, you know, they're talking about total grid collapse. And we're sitting in a, in an industry event and they're saying, um, uh, okay, well, the max we can run is, is for a month. And I'm saying, guys, I don't want to be funny, but, uh, I think if the total grid collapses, the last thing that people are going to worry about is what's happening to their data. It'll probably be carnage out there in the streets, oh, yeah. you know, mm. no, zombie apocalypse um, stuff. Uh, so, so it was, it was such a bizarre thing, but, but, uh, rightly so. And I, and I think the, um, that uh, exactly what you're saying, Gareth, is is as people come out of those two or three year cycles now, and they're looking at the cost and they're saying maybe uh, entrusting all of that uh, data and um, experiencing the hidden cost of all of these large international hyperscalers is maybe not the best for my business. It might sure. be a bit too expensive. Um, so what you and in saying that, and and that's what I um, what I why I said the, this generic term is is maybe a bit problematic. There's a lot of South African companies which I support fully, which offers private cloud services to, to customers. You know, so I think t uh, we tend to have this tendency to run to all of the international guys and not necessarily look at what's locally available. So I think those local um, or private cloud um, guys, they're a lot more uh, becoming a lot more relevant and popular than they were two, three years ago because everybody likes to have a, a big name attached to it. You know, everybody goes, well, um, is it, is it hard? I mean, here's the, here's the comment that somebody makes here. Gig Shack says, um, I absolutely agree with Yaku. Once caught up in the cloud, it's very hard to get out of it. 
Is um, that true? Uh, the, the international, uh, so let's let's call it the, the guys like the Microsofts of the world mm. or the AWSs of the world. Um, once you're in, if, to to get your data out, you have to pay them for it. Oh, really? Mm. So, so it's like the Hotel California. You can exactly. check out anytime you want, but you can never leave. Exactly that. Sorry and and that's that's those hidden costs, mm. you know. So you pay you pay to get data in. You get you pay to back up your data there. You pay to get data out. Yeah. It's it's very costly, and I think it's very difficult for the guy that made that. Uh, that uh, the, the CTO or the CEO that, that made that commitment to now go back to his management or his board and say, uh, guys, um, I actually got to double up on my mistake because we've got to, we had to pay to get in and now I've got to pay to get out yeah. and build the new infrastructure in house. Exactly that. Exactly that. Damn. Got to make these decisions very carefully, very carefully. Um, that is just one of the reasons that we have a show on this every single week with Yaku. On um, Tuesdays on cliffcentral.com. Nah. You don't want to miss this. It's, uh, this is where you can get the kind of information. And by the way, you don't have to be the CTO of your company. It's important for everyone to know this stuff because we all have data these days. These bloody things. You know, you ba- I, this backs up to the cloud. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. I need to know what uh, that means. Mm. I, I, the only place I'm going to find that out is from you. Get your information right. Make sure you pay attention um, and, and listen to Yaku's show. With uh, Catalytic every single Tuesday. Make sure you don't miss it. All right. Good to see you. Thank you very Grab much. Grab a coffee. We've got some decent coffee for the first time in ages. So <laughs> I'll make sure you get it.